is going to go to the Crew 3 podcast. I'm Ross Ruckman. And this week we swapped Chris for Ricky. So, Ricky, say hello. I'm tuning in to Russian numbers stations. I hear they have the MTGO challenge results. Did, did you get them? Yeah, Black Red wins. Oh, yeah. Also, SAC won the Mana Traders event this month. Oh, nice. Uh, man, did you ever think you would be, like, really missing the uh, the decklist dumps? You, you know what? Do you ever think I those feel, would just be disappearing? I feel free this week. I think they're, like, figuring out a way to finally post them, but I don't feel like dealing with the mothership, so we're going to kind of go with out-event results this week and just, uh, yeah, we'll have fun. Yeah, sounds good to me. Uh, yeah. Way better than listening to, to, uh, to creepy underground number stations to figure out uh, you know, which variant of red, black one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we wanted to get creepy with information, we'll just go read Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, try to track down Ronald Reagan. Right. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, so this week we got Ricky here, uh, who, of course, off of his uh, RCQ and also, <laughs> I do apologize, Ricky and I had every intention to record a thing about his RCQ win, but our timeline just did not line up last week. I was really close. I cut this out at the end of the episode uh, or Chris, where I was like, all right, we'll cut over to this now. I was really close to leaving that in and just playing the five minute ledger shredder effect. <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, I, I just sort of, it just it didn't come together. It's all right. Um, I now have to play standard, but I've actually been playing standard. Did you know standards a blast right now? You can play $30 Delver. You can play $30 Delver. You can cast hottie gin. And your opponent can't do anything about it. They're going to try to resolve four mana deal seven damage. That's a card that people are trying to play. I saw Midweek Magic was like, here's standard with all these other banned cards. It's like, oh, you didn't ban Delver. Didn't ban Delver. Didn't ban Hottie Jin. Let's go. Yeah. So yeah, so we're going to talk about Ricky's RCQ win. Uh, we're going to talk about, take a look at Morrow's teaser because, hey, full spoilers for... Brothers, we're going to be starting up soon. And then we, I, I held off on a mailbag question last week because I thought it'd be really, it'd be a really good one to have Ricky weigh in on. Unfortunately, I was hoping Chris would also be here, but I, I do think we can't really put off this question for two weeks. So we'll get, we'll get Ricky's opinion on this. Uh, and then also, I kind of do want your opinion on last week's card idea, last week's uh-huh. question too. So we'll, we'll kind of double dip back into last week's Patreon mailbag. Uh, but yeah, so we're gonna have a little bit of fun today. Talk about. Also, Extra Life coming up. Some of our plans for Extra Life. Uh, Ricky is – we're going to talk about some fun giveaways we have potentially to do. If people donate enough to unlock them, we can kind of talk about here at the end too. So tune in for all that kind of goodness. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about – since we don't have top eight results, Ricky, let's talk about just your RCQ win. Man, I won it. We did it. We did the thing. It's a lot easier when there's two invites. Uh, I will say yeah. it, it eliminates the hardest match from the entire uh, event. And the final uh, one. yeah, the last one. And as a king of second place, I can tell you that, uh, man, that last one is always the hardest win. So go to a two, a, like a two invite event and save yourself another 50 minutes of, of heartbreak. You know, uh, the event was pretty fun. Uh, it's Pioneer. I'm playing Phoenix. And I only played against Rakdos and Grease Fang variants. <laughs> there were other decks there. Mono White and Mono Green, Mono Red. Everybody was in attendance at this 
capped event of 32 players. But uh, I don't know. I just hit only the Rakdos and Grease Fang players. Uh, yeah. It was it was kind of wild. I was kind of prepped for this. Um, I did expect to hit... I did, like, my mono-white cards were kind of removed from the, the main board. I'm pretty sure just, like, Rending Volley is just, like, one of the best cards in the format now. It really is. Like, it just sort of beats everybody, except for red-black. Like, you just... You don't want Rending Volley versus red-black, so you can't main deck it, but... It also doesn't do anything to mono-green. You're right. It does not do anything to mono-green, but... Rending Volley. That's that's a magic card. Spirits, Grease Fang. It covers a lot of other bases, for sure. Spirits, Grease Fang, Ledger Shredder decks. Yep. Grease Fang again. All the Grease Fangs. Rakdos, honestly, and I, I'm writing an article about it, and I'm preaching it from the rooftops. Nobody wants to listen. The, the right-wing media wants to cover up. The globalists don't want you to know that... As a Phoenix player, you can easily beat the Rakdos player by just playing Jaya. Jaya is so good. I like watching you destroy people with Jaya is just always always you great. Just bring in Jaya since a Healy rise. You take out two Phoenixes. You take out your things in the ice and like make them have the Dreadbore. And if they don't have the Dreadbore, they kind of just lose to Jaya. She's just gonna take away the game really quick yeah i'm pretty sure i also saw a tweet about you actually got to minus jaya i did in fact minus to the jaya which is uh target a creature and then jaya will deal x damage when you attack uh, what is the exact wording? i gotta pull up the exact wording because it is a it is a weird ability because jaya just usually just has a plus one ability and that's it right um sometimes a my mi- uh a minus one uh-huh. Uh, the minus one ability is very good on Jaya. But is choose target creature an opponent controls. Whenever you attack this turn, Jaya Fiery Negotiate deals damage equal to the number of attacking creatures to that creature. Right. I did get to kill a flipped Kiki-Jiki by minusing Jaya and attacking with a monk token and a phoenix. Yeah. Uh, that was gaming. But generally, you just plus one and make a red monk, and then if you've already got, like, two or three red monks in play, you can just minus her to find gas. Exile the top two cards of your library, you may play one of those cards that turn. Um, like, the odds of you having double land on top of your deck in a deck that plays 19 land, very low. So you will find some sort of action with that minus one, almost always. And then the red monk tokens with prowess are insane and the fact that you like your cantrips and your garbage gas like air spells that you play right you can just leverage them to make your tokens trade with trespassers with bone crusher giants with with anything they really have to play their removal on your tokens to like make sure that they can clear ways at jaya none of their creatures can attack jaya for five by themselves it's just sort of it's a lot it's just slices dices and just really cuts through the Rakdos matchup in the mono white matchup when you are the control deck you're not going to out aggro the mono white player you bring in jayas so you can just try to stabilize the board uh i think knowing your role in your matchups and like making sure that you bring in jaya and take out a, some number of phoenix is important 
I, I just I can't speak highly enough of the two Jais I played in my sideboard and the two Sahilis I played in my sideboard. Um, as for the Grease Fang matchups, Jaya is not good in the Grease Fang matchup. Uh, it did win me my quarterfinals. I did bring one Jaya in in that match while I was on the draw. But that was that was against Esper, though, not Absent. It was right? against Esper, and so I mostly brought it in because it was a it was a threat that could uh, like if it landed, mm-hmm. it would be fine. But uh, Esper Grease Fang that was an interesting matchup. I played against it twice. Lost in the Swiss and then rematched in the top four. Um, very interesting. Liliana is very strong. Rafine is really strong. Yeah, Rafine looked great there. Rafine was great. I had to lightning exit and pay one extra for ward. It is like ward pay one, and it's just sort of like a little bit of icing on that cake of just like sometimes you just can't kill the Rafine cleanly. Mm. And like if you're going to try to like chain two cards together. You kind of have to, like, pay two. Uh, it's just sort of... Rafine's very strong. Don't let it attack. Yeah, definitely do not let it attack. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you, obviously you, you found a lot of great success. Are you still with, like... So one of the reasons you were definitely playing, I feel like, Phoenix was we're just going to let opponents Liliana's work for us, right? And it feels like Rakdos players are finally realizing maybe Liliana shouldn't be a three-up because she's, like... Honestly, not that great. To be honest, usually Liliana is a three mana edict effect. Yeah. That either gets a take it out by a Phoenix or a or a burn spell the next turn. I, I think I don't think like it's bad. I don't think it's a bad card. I think that Grease Fang can just leverage it better. Yeah. And that like you're better playing your lilies in the board if you're Rakdos mm-hmm. to like wait for the mono green matchup. Mono green control stuff like right. that, and even then against mono green, the cards you want to see are mostly like extinction event and like mm-hmm. invoke despair and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just sort of not the card it used to be. By that I mean like I mean, two I, weeks ago, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was ever the card everyone thought it was. I was always a staunch believer, like, yeah, we're gonna play like Children is the real deal, though. That was a card that everybody Children. thought was kind of like overhyped, and like I'm like, yeah, it's not I, I definitely, I definitely think the like, yeah, we're just gonna cut lilies, and we're just gonna go like two Kalidas, two Children, main. Yeah, that's just that's just pure gas, right? I still, I still personally think the deck I want to play is probably gonna keep being Sack versus mid range, but I did, I did play mid range and store champs. Yeah, uh, unfortunately lost. Uh, in the finals, didn't get the jelly bean. Dang, I know. I also lost um, the finals of the store champs and didn't get the the two hundred dollar omnath. Yeah, it's rough, but you know, hopefully, price will come down now that they're just kind of more in circulation. Uh, but anyway, so like, I, I I decided just to play Rakdos mid, just to kind of be like, uh, I want to play something different, but also just like keep playing Rakdos cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I decided to be the villain and play Rakdos mid range. Uh, and yeah, I mean, Shieldred, uh, like, Kalidus into Shieldred, it's just, they're gross turns. But I, I do think that, like, in the face of just less mono green in general, um, I, I think Zach is just so much the way to go. Of course, unfortunately, I just kind of barely missed out on top eight. Um, I had a buy, and then one of my losses, um, was pretty annoying in that it was against Rakdos midrange in game one. I had, like, 
I had I had a cat with two active ovens, and I got stuck with a swamp and Urborg in play, and a grip of three mayhem devils. That game looked rough. I I was like, "There's no way we lose," and then like there was just no red source, and I was like, "Oh man!" Yeah, it seems yeah. so weird to me, but it seems like the decks that stumble on mana are the two color Rakdos decks a lot. Yeah, it's super weird. I don't know if. People are just being too greedy, like. But it seems like there's so many Rakdos players that are getting caught with like these two or three black only source hands, and they're just like, "I thought for sure I'd draw into a red source." Well, I mean, like that keep that game. I think that was a mold of six. I kept Cat Oven, the double black sources. Um, so that's four cards. Then I kept Mayhem Devil plus Deadly Dispute. Yeah, and we just never hit anything. It happens. You, yeah, you've no, seen me keep. You've seen me keep the like sus. Oh, for sure. So you know, like it was just kind of bad beats, and then game we went to game two, and it just hit the point where he just kind of got the slightly upper hand on the value engine and kind of won out there, right? Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think that Sack is still kind of the one of the decks I'm definitely I continuing to play. I kind of like keep being on the fence about whether or not I want to bring like Ban Spirits back for an event. Uh, I'm not sure. I got two more RCQs I can play in this season that are going to be Pioneer. Um, so we'll see what I end up playing. We need to see a not win. Quite sure. I know. I, I need to see the win too. I need to see I'm, like, you at Anaheim. We could all go to Disney World together. I know. Oh my gosh. I I haven't told Marilee yet that if we if we make to Anaheim, we're going to Disneyland for like a day. Right. I'll go a day early so we can go hit. Uh, Galaxy's End isn't there, right? Um, no. Well, there, there's a smaller one there. The, the the California one has the the Marvel Avengers Campus, right? Yes, and I'm pretty sure it does have a smaller Star Wars area. Yeah, but like if they're known for the like the yeah they have the Marvel the campus, Avenger Campus, got, we'll do the Avenger they, Campus stuff. Yeah, they got they got rid of uh, Tomorrowland and put the Avenger Campus there. Ooh. Who needs tomorrow when you have Marvel? Marvel, that's right. Uh, so yeah, so we'll see. I, I hopefully we'll get the dub, and if not, maybe I'll get that content creator invite, and I'll have some time off again next year. Heck yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I I I'm hopeful I can get a dub. We got to rally uh, Chris's you know, morale. Gonna, we really have to rally. Well, we have to get Chris time off first, right? I'm also slightly annoyed because. I like. I was like, "Oh, cool! I can make all of the Pioneer RCQs in Houston." And then I checked again this weekend. Two more were posted on the weekend of my company Christmas party, and and the weekend of your Chihuahua's quinceanera. No, they're both on that same weekend. Okay, and so it's like, well, the Chris, I like definitely can't play the one on Saturday, and um, I'm hoping to have a massive hangover on Sunday, so probably shouldn't play Magic on that day. No, nah, you got to play that one. You got to roll in. Yeah, roll in with hair, mono hair white hair of the dog, right? And just uh, you know, just just play just like roll the, people the Atar- with some the Atarka command. Yeah. Just the Gruul Atarka decks. Oh man, I don't know about the Gruul Atarka decks. The Gruul, okay. the, the Gruul Atar- okay. decks. Yeah, let's talk. So Chris and I waited on Gruul boat. What are you, what are your thoughts on Gruul boat? I think it plays one too many boat. Yeah? Let's let's calm down just a little bit. Let's run, like, four chariot and, like, two sky sovereign main and 
put some other value creatures in or something. Maybe Jaya, but you know, probably not Jaya, but you know, something. I just think, yeah, I think it might be just a little bit too all in on the boat meme. Yeah. So one of the challenges, actually, I do know that boat won one of the challenges, but they cut Stormseeker for mainboard via Crowan Crusade. Oh my god, I'm not looking that card up. Uh, don't worry, I'll do that for you. One second. I'm pretty sure I want to... Okay, alright. Ready? This is off the top of my head. I've not pulled anything up, right? Alright, the Acroan War. Right. What is the Acroan War? Red 3. Okay, yep. Alright, step 1 is gain control of target creature and opponent controls. Untap it. Um, No untap. S- step 2 is... But hold on, hold on, hold on. How long do you gain control of that uh, creature? For as long as you control the Acroan War. Alright, cool. Alright, step 2 is... Uh, all creatures uh, opponents control must attack next turn. Uh-huh. Step three is uh, a crow and war deals damage to each tapped creature equal to their power? No. Each tapped creature deals damage to itself. Uh, to itself. Okay, very well. Very well. And then then a crow and war goes away and you have to give back the creature that you stole. Yeah. It doesn't give haste and untap on the steal. But you get it for like an extra turn or two, ish. Yeah. So, um, but your creatures will be untapped, and your opponent's creatures will be tapped. Yeah. I don't like this card, but you know. Hey, can we read ahead? We can't read ahead. I ever since I've been playing DMU Limited, every time I play Fable, I just want to read ahead. Yeah. Can I? Can, I don't need the guy. I don't need the space baby. Yeah. Uh, can can I, I just can go I straight just to two? discard draw two? <laughs> Fine, I'll take the space baby. I'll take the space baby. <laughs> but uh, the that, that card is... I don't think it's very good, but I mean, maybe in some scenarios... I, the deck is like just as... It, it feels like... The thing is, you give them their guy back. I guess you could... You gotta give them, you could you gotta give them something back. You could crew in response, before. right? So you could use their guy to crew in response to the third step trigger to make sure their guy dies in the in the kill everybody that's tapped stuff yeah but i guess shieldred would kill herself right because she has death touch she does have death touch yeah. ah so even though she's got a bigger butt she'll kill herself with death touch that's right ha. they'll never they'll never expect it while you were busy being the best four drop i exploited your one flaw i was being an okay draft rare exactly Oh my god. I just can't stop thinking about that meme of just like the while you were partying, uh, I was galvanic into Delve spell. <laughs> and now that the Rakdos uh idiots are at your door, you expect me to help. That was you this weekend. That was you this la- that last weekend. It was. It was me. Uh fighting all the Rakdos idiots, uh, who are all excellent magic players. That's the real the real scary thing about the Rakdos midrange deck is that people who are playing Rakdos midrange are just good magic players. Yeah. It's like, that deck does not get picked up by, like, casual Johnny who only plays Commander and is like, I'm going to give this Pioneer thing a try with Rakdos midrange. It's like, only, like, seasoned tournament grinders or people who are working on becoming that are playing yeah. Rakdos midrange. That's why you look at the tables and everyone is just abysmal because they're like, uh yeah, third Rakdos mirror match of the day. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 just saying the truth. Uh, you're not gonna run into like 
the happy-go-lucky of just like, I borrowed my buddy's Rakdos mid-range deck, and here <laughs> I am. No, that doesn't happen. It just doesn't. Hey, if, I'm, if someone finds me in an RCQ, I will let you borrow Rakdos mid-range sight unseen. Yeah, there we go. See how well you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I... I yeah, I... Any, any other... Th- <laughs> let me just have a stroke again. Uh, uh, um, so yeah... I'm excited for RCQ season. So Chris and I have one last thing I kind of want to pick your brain on um, is that with RCQ season, I do think, so you mentioned, so you mentioned we capped 32, right? Do you, it is kind of nice with the cap 32. You always kind of know, like I'm in for five rounds because it's, ne- it's never not going to be hit five rounds. Right. When it's, um, when it's uh, uh, the cap of 32 events, if that's what your local place is doing, right? Just know that, Hey, you're in for five rounds. It's going to cap, and, like, you've just got to be X1 going into the last round, and there's no exceptions. Yeah. And even it, then, it really fe- you probably got to play. It definitely does feel like – I just – one of my things with it is – Or if you could just 3-0. Yeah, that's the big thing, right? It's, it's like, if you 3-0, you're just done. You double draw like, in. You, you, you double draw in, and I think it does lead to situations where, like, you know, like that, that RCQ that you just – that you won in – you know, it's always a lot of situations if it's, like, all of top eight or, like, the top six, they just get to lock in and draw in. Um, do you think that, like, that kind of defeats a lot of people in that last round of just, like, oh, man, there is really is no way for me to get into this thing, huh? So here's the thing. Especially because a lot of – we've got a lot of people who have not – either not been on, like, the PTQ grind for a while. Yeah. Or are kind of new to the game, right? Always put that last round, because you could just sneak in. Um, I'm just going to say, when you're sitting at, like, table, like, five or six, and you see, like, round five go up, and you see the first three tables just walk away, it's easy to get, like, real salty, right? Uh Uh-huh. It's easy to get real discouraged, right? Yeah. But, like... Let me tell you, when you're in the position where you've 3-0'd, getting able, like, any kind of, like, escape from variance, just take the draw, right? Anytime you get to draw in, it's going to feel that much better. And you can't really, there's, like, people get hateful and salty towards people that just draw in and stuff like that. And what happens is they end up making all of flesh and blood just to punish people who draw in. Um, (laughs) And don't be that person, you know? So I just got off of, of, a, of a call with someone uh-huh. who we were talking about Flesh and Blood, and they're just like, yeah, like, I want to do more Flesh and Blood, but it just feels like a game made by Salty MTG Grinders. It's like, what it is. Because it is. It, it is, is made by Salty MTG Grinders. And, like, you know what? If we keep going the Hasbro way of things and printing uh, $1,000 fake card sets that sell out oh, immediately. Also, set your alarms to buy the actual 30th anniversary Yeah, product. that one's sweet. I'm, I've already got alarms set for that one. Uh, I'm going to be bummed if I miss that one. I know, same. I got to buy the uh, the Galaxy Lands one just so I can set all my stuff correctly in the Secret Layer website so I can check out faster. Oh, that's smart. That is smart. That's thinking is what that is. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, hey, you know, maybe if this messes up again, we'll all end up with more uncut foil sheets yeah, of War of the Spark. Uh, ap- apology uh, things or whatever. 
Uh, how's that? Uh, I still, how's that? Heads I win, tails you lose deck. Uh, what's the update there? Right. Um, I think they said it should finally ship like the in like the next two or three weeks. I heard Tom Hanks last had it on an island, right? <laughs> it washed up with a with a volleyball. I, I think my favorite Reddit thread I saw was like, I just want to say thank you, Wizards. I told myself I wouldn't buy any more Magic products until I got that deck. You saved me an entire year's worth of Magic purchases. Oh my god. The real thing is, okay, here's the real truth. Are you ready for the real hot takes, right? Yeah, give me the true true. The actual 30th anniversary gift that Wizards gave its player base is a de-stigmatization... Is a unshaming process of proxies. <laughs> I love the pivot. Destigmatizing, yeah. Destigmatizing, yeah. yeah. Destigmatizing yeah. proxies. That's the real. Like I, I've been on Twitter lately, right? Uh huh. And everybody's just proxying everything. There's no shame. Nobody's like, oh man, you know. Nobody likes that, right? It's like, yeah. I'm just gonna proxy these cards, and like. My commander group can suck it, right? Well, yeah, I still, I still love the double down of we had to sacrificially offer Sheldon Menery saying these are not official products and we cannot officially play them in commander games. But at the same time, we cannot tell your local game stores what they can and cannot. But at the allow. same time, we're not the police. Yeah. So, like, hey, reserve list stands, don't hate us. They're not real cards. But also commander players, wink. Well, you know, like people are brewing that new format. Uh, I want to say it's called Integrity, but that's not what it's called. Um, <laughs> is, this, is this a joke? Or no, a this thing? is a real thing. Um, it's not called Legacy. I think it's called like Heritage. It's called Heritage. I think that's oh, literally my, what it's called. Please tell me it's played by 50-year-old white men who meet on the weekends in gray uniforms. Okay, so... Well, I'm just double-checking that it's called Heritage. I already know what the format is. Hold on. Yes, it is, in fact, called Heritage. Okay. Are they... Hold on. Is this game about card games rights? Uh, so Heritage, right, uh, is uh, a format that is Legacy with the Legacy ban list, right? Okay. I think it allows all printings of cards, including gold-bordered and also proxy cards and also the uh collector's edition cards right okay uh but it does not include any card that did not go through standard interesting and so there's no horizons cards there's no commander cards uh there's no stranger things there's no uh walking deads and uh it's uh i mean honestly I still can't afford legacy even with all those stipulations. Right. Yeah. But what a set. I, I pray like, I mean like what's wizards going to do if people just organize and have tournaments, like tell them to stop. Right. It's gonna, It's going to be like Nintendo with project M. I just want like, I want modern like that. It's just like, Hey, here's modern. With the modern ban list and no Horizons cards. But Ricky, I get to play Gandalf in a year. No, no Horizons cards. If it didn't go through standard, you know, it's not real magic. And also, like, maybe proxies are cool or something. I don't know. I, proxies wouldn't be really needed for modern right now because the format's actually, 
if you're not playing with any Horizons cards, it's cards. pretty cheap. Yeah, but th- what is the price? I, I mean, I guess actual modern will control that price, I guess, so... Right, for yeah. sure. I'm just saying, yeah. like, I think it's time. I think the real 30th anniversary is that people are like, hey, let's hide away from Watsi and play Pioneer, a format that hasn't been ruined by Wizards of the Coast, right? Yeah. Like, let's let's print proxies with no fear uh, of being yelled at by the um actuallys, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, that's the real 30th anniversary. It's like... It, Magic it's is not Garfield about, intended. Right. It wasn't about the shareholders after all. It was about you and me, right? Growing as people. Yeah. And being like, hey man, if you want to play this sweet legacy deck, rev up your printer and let's go, right? Sure. You're printing cards just as legal and just as valid as Wizards of the Coast is. I mean, look, I will say one of the things that really disillusioned me uh, with some judge with a select few number of judges when I was like heavy in the judge community, right, was just like some of the judges who were just like, nah, I want those to stay around because if you have been playing Magic since '95 or like have never needed a, or needed to sell cards to make your rent, you don't need you don't deserve to play Legacy or Vintage, right? I'm just like. I like owning real cards. That's the real thing, yeah. right? Oh, for sure. But, like, I'm not against this right now. And, in fact, there's, like, several times I'm really close. I'm probably going to do it. I'm just going to post on Twitter and be like, hey, don't spend $1,000 on 60 fake cards that you're going to hate. Give me $100, and I will hand draw you 60 proxies of whatever you want. They're going <laughs> to be bad. Yeah. Also, you know... But I'm just saying, now me, the little guy, I can make cards just as legitimate as Wizards cards for fractions of the cost. And that's pretty insane, because I used to not be able to compete with that, right? Yeah, like very true. Wizards used to put out, like, 15 cards for $4, right? And, like, I could make 15 cards for $4, but they wouldn't be as legitimate. they have those kids doing art for secret layers now. Right. They wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be able to, to compete at that price point. Right. But now 60 guards, 60 cards that are illegal, um, for $1,000, I can compete with those margins, you know, <laughs> and my cards will be just as illegal. In fact, they might be more illegal. In fact, actually they might be more playable. It, the local judge just might, like, uh, yeah, sure. Play them, right? Yeah. I think there's a higher chance the, of the judge the having people... a stroke and accepting my proxies than the judge, like, not seeing the big, ugly 30th anniversary edition on your card and be like, ah, nah, I can't play those, kid. Yeah, we can, we'll, we'll allow proxies at my commander table, but you still aren't allowed to rule zero the Meat Hook Massacre as your commander. Right, exactly. Um, here's the real question, though. Have you seen the people who were complaining about the third about the one third chance that their advent card advent calendar cards could be foil? Wait, what? Yeah, people were just like, "Well, I don't want foils," and so I'm be really upset. Like, they're essentially they're, Wait, just, they're like, not losing foil. The, yeah, is no when when they when they're like 
we should be able to buy if they're foil or non-foil. It's kind of I don't want to like have my card be ruined because I open it and it's foil. So is it like if if you get one foil, do you get all of them foil, or is it no? Every card every in your pack set has its own flip, right? Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> it's that like loading ready run sketch or whatever, right? I, yeah, at least I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I think it is like every pack has the coin flip and not just the entire set. It's like a loading ready run sketch that like Thanos snaps, right? Uh huh. And it's like no, 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 no. Everything had a fifty percent chance to disappear. It's like oh, so everybody just rolled their own, yeah. It's like, oh, that's not so bad. It's like, yes, it's it's, those statistical variance, actually, only 25% of people died. <laughs> that's so, pretty good. That's, a, that's good news. I'm just hoping that my Phoenix is foil. That's the only yeah. one I want foil. I, if I've earned any amount of celebrity power. It's like that foil Phoenix. I want to abuse it now. I'll spend yeah. all of my earned celebrity goodwill to uh, to like extort people for their phoenixes. <laughs> yeah, well, buddy, if, if I if I open a full phoenix, we'll figure something out. Right. Uh, if you want your phoenixes uh, signed and uh, mailed back to you, I can promise one of those two things will happen. <laughs> they will be signed. Uh, yeah, you can sign them and keep them if you meet me at an event, which I will apparently be going to a lot of. Uh, DreamHack just hire me at this point, right? Yeah, true. Um, we're, on, we're on the website again this time. Heck yeah. Do you have just my face that they stole off Twitter without asking no, me? No, actually, hold on. I got you uh, – because I, I, uh, I, I had to upload a picture of us. So because they on. did that to me last time when I worked with that other company. Yeah. Uh, yeah, give me one sec. Uh, actually, I sent them a I, – I, I had to pull a picture from your Twitter for it. Oh, you it was part- stole the picture this time. At least you hey, picked a I picked good one, right? Not just like me in a mask. Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, find the thing. Here you go. Uh, here, scroll down a bit. I'm right next to you. I I like the picture I got of me and my red panda hat. Okay, so the, the 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 first picture, of course, I was just like, oh, that's not either of us. Yeah. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. It's alphabetical. So it's you, it's me, you, and then uh, oh Darth Jason. I like the panda hat. I look so sad in this picture. I don't know. I thought it was a good picture to no, pick from what I had available on your on your Twitter. Fair enough. You should have stolen my uh, me with Hazret picture. I they said they didn't want like other I- images and stuff like uh, that. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was going to though. I was also really close to sending them the same picture of you in the <laughs> in the mask. In the mask, yeah. Oh. Uh, no, I like that picture, though. You the, with Dude, the DM screen. But Leviathan102? Scroll down to that person. Uh, I'm looking... Uh, I don't see... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that playmat? Oh, 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 I see that playmat. That oh. is a big move. That's an alpha play right there to submit that picture. Yeah, I'm in on it. I'm here for it. That's a good playmat. Oh, man. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of the RCQ story. That's kind of our thoughts on uh, random things here. What do we got? We got. Uh, we'll talk about some Brothers War. We'll talk about a little Brothers War. 
Yeah, uh, real quick, though, before we go into the Morrow teaser before Brothers War spoilers start, uh, Chris and I talked about uh, Mishra and Frexian Dragon Engine last week. You got thoughts on those? Um, hold on, let me pull them up. I think Frexian Dragon Engine is better than Mishra, right? That's where we That's where we kind of were. We were like, yeah, you know, if you play Ur- you can play like two or three Urza, you might as well just play one Might and Weak Stone. And then for Mishra, we're just like, yeah, you play a couple Dragon Engine, then you might as well just play like one Mishra. I think that uh, I think that Urza Planeswalker is so good that it might be a real deck. Yeah, I think so too. But like Mijra claimed by Frexia or whatever lost to Frexia. Yeah. Um, I don't think this card is as good. I it's it's good. It's real it's strong, solid, but like comparatively with what you have to do, right? Yeah. Um. And I like that you could play the Dragon Engine on three, then Mizra on four, and then when your opponent kills the Dragon Engine, you can unearth it for five. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. I think that it's not as big of a payoff as Urza Planeswalker is. Definitely feels like if you get Urza, like, the game's kind of done. Mishra, it's like, the game is probably done, but it's still gonna get got by something. Um... Melt cards. No. Judge. Yes. Can I push Mijura Lost Phyrexia? I believe it has the shared CMC of both cards. So is it a seven? Let me double check. I believe it is. Also, we don't we don't know what they do yet, but we do know that the last melt card is gonna be mono green, and I believe it's gonna be Titania and Argave. Yeah. We've seen the art for it. Um, I think the um, card that's the most exciting of all these spoiled cards. Uh, Bracella seems yeah. So it's it's the combined. Okay. Um, I think all the cards so far that they've shown off. Uh huh. The coolest one, the one that's going to make the most impact in Pioneer. Yeah. Is recruitment, recruitment officer? officer. Ooh, that card's good. Card is good. Unf- I unfortunately now have to say goodbye to all of my beautiful, beautiful Thraven inspectors. Oh yeah. I mean, that's what this card replaces, right? I don't know. It could like there's so many dumb one mana two ones, right? I mean, like if it the soldier doesn't... lady ends up being anywhere close to real, yeah, that card could also just be taken. Oh, over. the the faked version where it was two mana. Yeah, yeah. It turns out, hey, maybe soldier tribal is a real thing. Yeah, um, they knew. Yeah, the uh, I just. I'm getting excited. The set looks cool. Yeah. So, of course, full more spoilers start this coming weekend at Magic 30, which, uh, good luck to anyone going. I hope you have fun. I hope you have fun. Yeah, that's as bad as all I could say. But uh, I wish I had the time off to go to Magic Summit, though. That's the real event. Magic Summit is the real event. Yeah. All right. So we got Morrow's teaser per usual. Uh, of course, breaks down some of the, the things to kind of expect, some rules text teasers, and we have no Shuriki here, so let's kind of work our way through them. Uh, we have some things you can expect. Over 10 legendary human artificers. This tells me nothing. Cool. We know how many legendary... Uh, one of them will be Felden's wife. Right. One of them will be uh, Urza. Yeah. One of them will be Mizra. Mizra. Um, Ashnod, probably. Yeah. Well, Ashnod's in the Commander deck, so I hope she gets a card in the regular set, too. Are all the Commander decks in the old border? 
I believe these commander decks, every card is in the old border. That's exciting for me. And yeah, no that's one pretty else. dope. I want old border cards. <laughs> I, I also love old border cards. Uh, all right, next one up. Another card with end of the turn. Okay. I'm going to say it. It's, uh, it's going to be Wheel of Fortune that ends your turn. Oh, so in red instead of a time twister? Right, so it's not going to time twister. It's going to make both players discard their hand. So we've got Unearth, right? So there's reasons uh-huh. to want to discard your hand in this set, right? Sure. And it's going to... It's either going to be three mana or it's going to be four mana, so it's not exactly a time twister, right? Or an exactly a Wheel of Fortune. Uh-huh. But I think it's going to make uh, each player discard their hand and draw seven cards and then end your turn. All right. That's a cool idea. Uh, a command with X in its mana cost. So we got a command. We've seen commands with X in their mana cost before. Uh, are these going to be like Urza and Mishra's command, do you think? Um, Probably. Gix's command. There's a lot of people that could be commanding things. Ashnod's command. Titania's command would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, a spell that mimics... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, a spell that mimics an element of the effect of a creature that was originally printed with the picture of a world champion on it. So I actually pulled up this list. Um, also, while we talk about this, did you see PV's response to Elite Spellbinder getting reprinted? I love that. I like that the top comment is the uh, meddling mage art put onto the first time. The first time, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the real question is, we don't know if invitational winners are included in this. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, this card is going to... Uh, make it so that your equip spells cost less. Okay. Uh, I also saw the guest by Bink Sake in the Discord, which was um, essentially white Thoughtseize with Elite Spellbinder's effect. A white Thoughtseize, huh? Yeah, that just works like Elite Spellbinder. That would be super cool. Yeah. But I think it's lamer than that. I think it's going to be something that's going to make all of your equipment costs be reduced by two for the turn. Okay. Which is what uh, Javier Dominguez does. Yeah, I'm trying to look. So it says it it mimics an element of the effect of a creature. It doesn't say with the same effect of a creature, right? Sure. Yeah. So that's why I was thinking, like, it was either that or, like, uh, my other thought was that it might, uh, like, Sylvan Safekeeping or something where it, like, it just gives something shroud or something stupid, but that was too 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 easy, right? Yeah, like I'm looking. It's like we have like avalanche. So if invitational cards are included, right? Mm-hmm. Or just I'm not sure which of these invitational winners also won worlds. Uh, like I'm John pretty sure Finkel. like John Finkel, right? Uh, Kai, pro- I'm assuming Kai's won. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I don't think uh, Meddling Mage won. No, I don't think I- Tiago's won. I just think it's got to be Javier Dominguez on Fervent Champion. That's the only one okay. I can think of. Okay. A Teferi with a new way to gain loyalty counters. I don't know, man. I mean, look, it's just Teferi now believes in the courtesy of the reach around. Oh, my God. Uh, I, it's a Teferi. Can I, leave, can I leave that in? Uh, no. I think, oh, I don't know. I think Teferi... that's fine. Teferi. Like, a new way to gain loyalty counters. Creatures dying has caused that to... Like, I just... 
Whenever you attack, gain loyalty. I don't know. Whenever whenever your opponent has a bad time. Right. Whenever your opponent complains about the current state of modern. (laughs) About magic in general. Right. Uh, Equipment with equipped soldier. Easy. I mean, that's what it does, right? Yeah. A new onulet. What's an onulet? Onulet is a creature that when it when it dies you gain something. Okay. Um, but there's other like cards like it. Okay. Um I'm trying to remember, like there's like a cycle of them, I'm trying to remember. The first well the the original onulet is when it dies you gain two life. Right. Uh hold on. I'm pretty sure like there's a cycle of them. But there's like a bigger onulet, like there's just like bigulet or whatever. Uh huh. Like that's not what it's called or whatever. It's the onulet like cards, right? Okay. But like, yeah, I don't know. The, I don't know what that matters. <laughs> it's just gonna be anything with a dice trick. Uh, protection from everything returns. That's gonna be the backside of Titania. Yeah, I could see that. A white creature that taps to let you and an opponent draw a card. <laughs> That sounds like a white card. If we're commander. Yeah. Uh, one colored artifact. That one's interesting. Like one singular colored artifact. Is it going to be like the new Silex that's five colors or something like that? Um, Maybe. My thoughts is it's a legacy weapon. Like a retrain of legacy weapon, except the legacy weapon isn't around in this in the Brothers War. No, but we have the pieces of it, don't we? Like Karn is here. Urza. No, Karn was Karn, Karn wasn't made yet. Karn is here though. He's time traveled. He time traveled no, with the fairy, didn't he? No, Karn got grabbed by Elish by Shieldred uh, and stuff. Uh... They actually just posted a story where Karn got like broken up into pieces and is now like that's right his head is the hunter hunter head, jokes yeah yeah his head's living on a children's shelf um okay well maybe it's not a legacy weapon then i just so here's the thing right uh-huh to be completely honest with people i don't care about the brothers war i say were you not given the god book this time so you don't know no 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 no. i'm still gonna make predictions and stuff but okay. the Dominaria story that's more important and more exciting and less lame is the Weatherlight stuff. The saga? Yeah, the Weatherlight saga is great. Right. And so everything I know about Dominaria lore is like from the Weatherlight saga. Uh-huh. And so whenever I'm, I'm always just like, yeah, I can't wait to see Baron. And it's just like, why? He'd just be some little kid. And I'm just like, uh, but Baron was a cool character in the Weatherlight Saga, and that's what I really care about. I actually just care about Dominaria Remastered more than I care about Brothers War. Especially because half the set is going to be artifacts that are invalidated by Karn the Great Creator. I'm really hoping that Dominaria Remastered does come out in time for your birthday draft. Same. But one color artifact, it could be anything. I think it's going to be a creature or something. Uh Uh-huh. But what it could be is like beyond me. Because once again, I don't know what happens in the Brothers' War. I, I'll, I'm going to say things like maybe it's the legacy weapon, or you know, what if Gerard we, shows up? Right? Maybe it'll be Felden's wife. Maybe it is Felden's wife. Who knows? 
Uh, all right, next here are some rules text that we show up on cards. Create a tapped Power Stone token for each other creature you control. All right, this card's bad. Is it just Karn again? Right. I mean, this is good because it's going to create uh, a, sh- a ton of artifacts. Yeah. but They won't be able to do anything, but they'll be there. Yeah, they sure will be there. And things that care about sacrificing artifacts and artifacts coming into play is going to be very happy. Yeah. You can improvise them for Herald. Ooh. Which you can do even when Karn is in play. Suck it, Karn. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, put a 1-1 counter on target assembly worker you control. I'm, I've been waiting for assembly worker tribal for a long time. And we know we're getting Mishra's Foundry. Yeah. Uh, whenever one or more creature enters the battlefield with mana value 3 or less under your control. Uh-huh. So, like, we, we've seen Welcoming Vampire. Yeah, we've seen just Mentor the Meek. Right. I, I think that, like, this... Like, what this would do to impress me is got to be pretty high. Because, like, Welcoming Vampire is, like, insane, right? And then you also have the one that, like, makes clues. Right. Maybe we get another 1-1. One, one. Yeah. That'd be good. Be a good white soldier's card or something. Yeah. Permanents you control have Ward Sacrifice a Permanent. This is fun. So, this is really funny because I was talking with someone um, about, like what like a spirits type deck or just like some tribal cards could like kind of need like what do certain creature decks kind of need to kind of get around just the all the removal and Rakdos right now right and i mentioned like oh it was it was someone someone it was a spirits player at sword champs was talking about like what if there's like i just really wish we got drog skull captain and i'm like that's never gonna happen again bud i'm sorry not gonna happen but maybe there's like a kira type effect that could get printed like another, like a hero type creature, and you know, maybe this is it. I'm thinking like it's kind of weird, like permanence you control, right? Yeah, and it lets people sack permanence. I honestly think this is like this could be a really good card, but I feel like this card has like a high chance to backfire. As it's going to be like a sounds. seven mana artifact. Yeah, probably, but like. I'm also just thinking about, like, the number of times I have played Rakdos players by getting to discard cards to their to their ward. Uh-huh. They're, like, Trespasser. Like, <laughs> at the RCQ, I got to Lightning Axe, discard Phoenix, target Graveyard Trespasser, pay ward, discard Phoenix, play two more spells. Yeah. On turn three. Uh-huh. And that felt pretty good. That so was, I played a match. That was some gaming right there. That's what that was. I forget if this is the, if this is the RCQ or at Store Champs, but I played against someone on Grease Fang, right? Right. And they're like, "Okay, Revolt Trigger on my Fatal Push. Fatal Push your um, your Trespasser." And I'm like, "Okay, what are you discarding?" And they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, Graveyard Trespasser has Ward discard a card." They're like, "Oh." Oh, and they just like slammed their vehicle in their graveyard. I'm just like, (laughs) come on, my guy. Well, did you know that you can, without the revolt trigger, you can point fatal push at the, uh, at the trespasser anyway. And it just won't do anything. Yeah. 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 And it lets you discard your Parhelion and then you cast the grease fang and your (laughs) opponent cries. It's so funny. I've seen 
like as good as the graveyard trespasser is, I've also seen so many people just get styled on because they played graveyard trespasser. So when I see this card, that's like ward sacrifice a permanent. I'm just like expecting somebody to just like use it to sack their lands away and then do something stupid. Right. Like just win like the game may- or something. May- mayhem devil triggers on the stack, please. Yeah. Like exactly. Just start targeting things. Oh wait, does that? Well, that doesn't really if, actually accomplish anything. If if we have if we have two mayhem devils in play, right? We can, we can sack our sh- entire board, <laughs> yeah, and keep targeting things, right? Yeah. Oh my god, that would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're at how much life? Twelve. Let it's me like, count my permanents. All right, I'm gonna fatal push target your thing. Trigger wards. I'm gonna sacrifice two lands. I'm going to use three Mayhem Devil Triggers targeting you. One Mayhem Devil Trigger, I'm going to target here. You know, sack another permanent. Let's repeat, repeat, repeat. Oh my god, yes. Oh man. We're doing it. Whenever you cast an artifact spell with mana value six or greater. Cool. That card's not going to be playable in Pioneer. Um, So that one is kind of interesting because it, it, it looks like they've removed training wheels from this set. I just want you uh-huh. to know that in Innistrad, right? Yeah. In Innistrad Midnight Hunt and Innistrad Crimson Vow, they made sure it was like, whenever you spend mana to cast an instant or sorcery, get that many counters on the smoldering egg. And like, it's <laughs> sure. like, no, no, no. You're not just delving a treasure cruise and calling this thing done, you know? Yeah. So this one actually says whenever you cast a artifact spell with uh, with CMC 6 or greater, which means if this effect is good, it means that in modern, like when you play your like, Mer, um, what's he called? Superion? Yeah, Mer Superion. Uh-huh. No, that's not the one, right? The one, the Mer Superion, like the, the one that you can cast for like two mana? No, 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 the seven mana one with affinity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a 4-4. Four, four. I, Mer Enforcer. When you cast your Mur Enforcer for one mana, like, it'll trigger. Uh-huh. So that's exciting because it's worded that way. So that's what I have to say about that. Okay. Uh, what do we got next? For each, uh, for each card type among non-creature spells you've cast this turn. This is an alchemy card. <laughs> they stuck it in here? This Yeah, this is text on an alchemy card. For each card type among non-creature spells I've cast this turn, it's like enchantment, artifact, instant sorcery, tribal, planeswalker. I can, I can barely keep track of if I played my land for the turn or not. You're going to expect me to figure out... Does this count like arcane and trap? How about tribal? Does it care about tribal? It definitely cares about tribal. Weird. I don't like it. Next. Create a tapped 3-3 three, three colorless zombie artifact creature token. Yeah, Phyrexians. Uh-huh, or Felden's Wife. <laughs> Have you ever played Hearthstone? Yeah. There's, like, that guy, and, like, when you play him, uh, you, he, like, says, like, help me find my wife, or whatever. Yeah, it's Mancrick. Yeah, and then it shuffles a Mancrick's wife card into your deck. Yeah, do you want to know and why you, that's a meme? In- yeah, when you draw her, she's dead, and he gets upset. yeah. So that's that's like a meme from old, like old school WoW. Yeah. Where there was a there was a there was a quest if you're a horde player 
in the Barrens where it was like, help Mancrick find his wife. And so like, it was always a thing for new players to be like, where's Mancrick's wife in chat? Because it was like before they like gave you quest markers and stuff like that. So you didn't know where to go. And no one knew that when you're a new, like when you're a new player, no one knows that the NPC, like the thing you're supposed to interact with isn't called Mancrick's wife. It's like in a hut or something like that, or just out in the open and it's called Beaten Corpse. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. So that's like, that's an old school WoW meme. Just like, where's Mancrick's wife? Yeah. I knew it was tragic. I know that the answer is uh, not in my deck. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, this is the next one is my favorite of all of these. If you don't mind me, I'm going to take this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is also my favorite thing to do on Mitko. Look at the cards in each pile. Then turn a pile of your choice face up. <laughs> <laughs> what? So this has got to be like, like, exile the top whatever cards, right? Split them up. Look at the pile. And then you get to, like, flip one up and you get to, like, have your opponent give you one, right? So here's, I'm going to tell you what this is going to do, right? Give me an aneurysm. All right. This is going to be, uh, like, it's going to be called, like, fiction or fact, right? We've already uh-huh. had truth or tale, right? So we've already had that yeah. one. Um, this is going to be uh, put the top two cards of your library in a face-down pile and the next two cards of your library in another face-down pile. Look at uh-huh. the cards in each pile, then turn a pile of your choice face up. An opponent chooses a pile to put in your hand. The other pile goes to the yard. So it's like okay. a new game of factor fiction where you're always going to get two cards, or maybe it costs a lot and it gives you three cards, right? But the, sure. the game is, you get to pick, you get to be John, like, you get to be the, you get to show where the goats are, right? Uh-huh. This is the, this is the Monty Hall problem in a card. This is <laughs> this literally, is the, like, this is the card that's made for players to feel smart, that they're smarter than they actually are. Yeah, this is a card uh, that I will do a lot of math for that doesn't matter. Yeah. Because in the end... I just goblin gained my life total. And you're going to flip up the two lands, right? And your opponent's going to be like, why would he flip up that one of the pile is two lands? Unless they need two lands. I'm going to give them the other pile. That way they won't get the wrath. And then I get the wrath. That's thinking, you know? Big uh, pointed brain uh, meme. I, I can't wait for the Reddit, like, thread of just, like, here's how to do this card properly. Uh, I, I can't wait either, where you just, like... And and the real play is to play it how I play Coup, and just never look at cards, and just flip one up. Yeah, exactly. Don't even look. Flip one up, and that way you and your opponent both don't know. If this is <laughs> legitimately what this card does, by the way, if I am Nostra-Ricky, which I am... And I've, I'm never I, looking. I'm never looking. I'm never going to look at the card. I'm going to play this card a lot, and I'm never looking. Yeah. I'm going to deal the cards from my deck into two face-down piles, and I'm going to flip the left pile face-up, and I'm going to ask you which pile I can have. Yeah. I, the thing is, yeah, also make sure you deal them face-down. That way your opponent doesn't try to angle shoot you. Like, uh, they resolved this card wrong. Right. So, 
I think if that is the card, it's going to be sweet, but it all depends yeah. on the cost and instant or sorcery and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. But that that is that is also my my get my gameplay tip to how to play coup. Just never look at your never cards. look at your card in coup. Just you're just always always be the duke. Literally take your money and put it on top of your two cards to prove to people that you haven't looked. And just always take that three. And change your action every every turn. Take three. Next turn, just steal. Next turn, yeah, be the captain. Exactly. Somebody's going to have to call you. And if your friends are all too lame to just decide today's the day, I'm calling them out, then you're going to win. Yeah. Uh, the best is to be like, uh, no, no look ambassador. No, don't spin. No, don't. Okay. The second kit, uh, the second tip I have to you for playing coup is never use the ambassador ability. I don't know. It's the I'm weakest, down for no look at- weakest ability in the game. I'm down for no look ambassador though. Oh, Just always okay. keep them guessing. <sighs> My favorite hand, by the way, in case you guys are wondering. Is, uh, is Duke Tessa? No, it's Contessa Contessa. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite hand. Especially because you can, like, get called out early or, like, lose a Contessa. And then, like, when you get assassinated, just be like, I'm the Contessa. And there's no way. They always say no. Yeah. the My favorite is always just, like, the people who, um, like, lie about being Contessa and then just lose. And then lose. (laughs) And then lose on the spot. It's so funny. Uh, that's been your that's been your coup che- your coup tips with Ruffin and Ricky. But always be the Contessa and never say that they're not the assassin. Yeah, because you want to pay. You want to put the last like you want when you say you're the assassin. That's the end of it. They either flip the assassin and you're completely dead, or they they flip not the assassin, right? But if uh-huh. you say I'm the Contessa, it makes them have to make another decision. The real play is the Contessa for someone else. You can't block other people's assassins. Can you not? No. It only blocks your own assassin. You also can't block other people's stealings if you're... Stealings, yeah. yeah. Or else the captain would never get money. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Sir. Uh, I say no. Uh, no, I love Coup. I, I, I've been enjoying like Monopoly Deal and then the new like sub-game Monopoly you, Deal? you brought with... Yeah, Monopoly Deal, and then um, the new uh, Thunder's Wrath game that you brought, the mm, Thunder's Wrath deck yes, you brought yes, with us. Yes. That's fun. But I, I do miss playing Love Letter and Coup between rounds. Love Letter and Coup between rounds is also fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. Finally, here's some creature types lines in the set. Uh, Artifact, wait, we creature, oh, we, oh, we did. Uh, sorry. Gains your choice of flying, vigilant, death, touch, or haste. This is a build your own artifact creature. Okay. I don't and then, the beast or bird one. I have no idea. It's going to be some legendary artificer who can't, like that's going to be like an artifact sub theme. I don't know. Uh, all right, finally, some creature types of the set. Artifact creature ape. Is this going to be artifact Kurt ape? Artifact creature ape is kind of funny. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's going to be proto ragaman. Oh my god. Uh, mole horror. It's just the C three PO that Anakin Skywalker built sitting around the Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. Mole horror. 
You gotta check for moles. Yeah. Make sure you go see your doctor if it grows in size. Uh, artifact creature Phyrexian Worm. There's definitely nothing that this could be. Sure isn't Worm Coil Engine. Engine. <laughs> it really better uh, not be. Like, I don't want to play it with Worm Coil Engine in Standard again. That is not fun. Uh, what about playing with it in Pioneer? No. I'll also, real quick, are you happy that they, like, very quickly announced that Tron Lands yes. are not set? I didn't want to test against Tron Lands, but I was ready. Yeah, we were ready. I think the biggest sign of it was that the art for it didn't say Urza's Tower concept. It said Urza Tower concept. Right. So we're definitely going to get Urza's Tower at home, I think. I just think we're getting the, the Tron Lands reprinted in the Commander deck. It's possible. Uh, what do we got next? Phyrexian Human Assassin? Uh, okay. Anything. It could be anything. Anything. Minotaur Barbarian. That's a cool one. It's going to be another Herloon Minotaur card. Yeah. Maybe it's a Didgeridoo. Uh, ooh, Didgeridoo reprint. Elf Druid Soldier. Elf Druid Soldier. Um, I was saying Freylise. Freylise makes sense here. Freylise, okay, this is some uh, Urza lore I got from my boss today at work. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, Freylise is one of the six titans that Urza assembles. Yes. So Freylise would make sense as an elf druid soldier that would be around in this time. Um, but aren't the titans from the Weatherlight Saga and not this? No. Urza's uh, titans are like the first. He creates planeswalkers. Are you sure? I'm, I thought the titans were from the Weatherlight stuff. I'm pretty sure. Hold on. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Urza's Titans is part of this plot line. Urza and the Nine Titans. Um, uh, they include Urza, Bolivar, Daria, Freilis, Commodore Guff, Christina of the Woods, Taysir of Rabia, Tevesh Zat, and Lord Windgrace. Um, sources Invasion, Planeship Apocalypse. Does Urza live through this garbage? Yeah, this is like Urza going to fight Phyrexia. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but Invasion, Plane Chase, Apocalypse is not uh, the Weatherlight stuff. But it's before, isn't it? Yeah, right? Yeah, well, no, because this is, this is, this isn't Brothers Weather. This is, because this is, they don't, we don't know about Phyrexia until, like, post-Brothers War stuff. Because this is, like, when Urza, right, like, so gets. he makes the, the, the Silex, blows uh-huh. it up to kill Mizra. Mishra, and that creates the Ice the Age. The Ice Age, who, uh, some bad, bad boys, uh, they extend uh-huh. the Ice Age, and Zer is like, I could fix it, but I'm not gonna. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, so this is, like, Urza trying to beat Frexy the first time. And then, and I like, don't know where this plot line goes. I don't like... <laughs> I just want to get to the point where we've got a, a spaceship... We're not a. This is why we're not a Vorthos podcast. Yeah, I just want to go and have Gerard and Sisse and Miri and Krovax. And space baby and Urtai's. Oh no, Urtai was a was a little bit of a, a loser idiot, like smart mouth Falco type, and then he that betrays big, us. That got a real glow up in his art. I tell you what. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last couple creature types we have: human artificer scout. 
legendary creature, human wizard advisor. That's the legendary creature. That's going to be the dig site person. Elf druid scout. A legendary creature, human artificer advisor. Oh, sorry. The elf druid scout would be Freilis, the legendary one. Yeah. Yeah. Human artificer advisor or wizard advisor. One of those is like the dig site guy that helps them go to the caves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so that is that. Spoilers do start like this weekend, so maybe we'll have the answer to some of these cards on the um, by the time this episode comes out because the spoilers start on the twenty seventh. I've got some more predictions. Okay, yeah, let, let us let us know these predictions, and we'll do the the mailbag. Uh, I predict Battlefield Forge. Okay, will be in the set. Ooh, good one. Underground River, first time in Pioneer. I bet it's in the set. Okay. I'm willing to bet Ruckman's boxes of War of the Spark on it. Oh, is there a pie on the line for this? Yeah, I guarantee you Underground River in the set. Okay, all right. That's impressive. I, 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 I hopefully it happens. I would love to see that cycle finished. Okay, so uh, that's going to do it for this episode. I want to say thank you to support us Patreon, patreon.com slash crew3mtg. Uh, of course, if you join one of those, t- any of those tiers, you get access to our Patreon uh, exclusive channels, the Discord, which include the Patreon mailbag, where every week we answer one of your questions, and it could sound a little something like this. This question comes from Rancor, who asks, occasionally we see random mid-range value pile decks pop up in, in results. Are there any other mid-range decks out there that you think have potential? So we're talking like Gruel Boat. We're talking that mono white pile that Ed wants me to play. We're talking all the random mid-range piles, Ricky. Why do they keep popping up and why are they kind of like, you know, flash in the pan, so it seems? I mean, Rakdos mid-range is just like kind of the best mid-range deck. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's the only mid-range deck. It's just like you can play a worse mid-range deck and still do fine. Yeah, I think the I think one of the big things is a lot of these mid-range piles you see pop up and find success is because they're made to also just beat Rakdos mid-range. Right. And when you're expecting that to be like a third plus of your field at any like higher level competitive events, you're just going to find success by that and just, yeah, you could probably win some other matchups while you're going at it. Like... Removal plus efficient threats is always good in any format. So as long as you're playing good removal and efficient threats with a little bit of card advantage, you should be fine. Yeah. You want some resiliency, for, again, for that Rakdos matchup. Um, the vehicles are so good just because they, like, you know, they can they can push your, your, your Venga bus. They can push the Chariot, right? But they can't push Boat. But Chariot has the benefit of giving you two tokens at the same time. So even if they do push the chariot right, um, they dodge Dreadbore. So the big thing is you can have success in mid-range as long as you're just like, what does it take to beat Rakdos mid-range? Oh, I did have one time. real actual factual uh, thought about Brothers War while we're here. I'm just, oh, I'm yeah, just going to throw it here. Uh, real prediction, Living Metal is a mechanic in the set. Okay. Because... Uh, they showed this mechanic on the back of the Transformers cards, right? Uh-huh. Here's my reasoning, right? The Transformers ability that lets them come into play transformed, right, is called More Than Meets the Eye. 
yeah. which is super cool and very flavorful and evocative of Transformers. Would you would you say so? I would say so. And I yes, I am buying several bundles for this set to get all those cards. Um. So if if you wanted these cards to just be uh, universes beyond hits, right? Uh, the backside, the the ability that lets them be uh, robots on your turn and then hide in plain sight during your opponent's turn, right? Uh-huh. You'd name that ability Robots in Disguise. Sure. And then you'd have on the front side it says More Than Meets the Eye and it has Robots in Disguise on the back side, right? Sure. But Living Metal is like a real mechanic. Magic mechanic, yeah. And so because Living Metal is on the back of those cards, I think definitely, I honestly think in Brothers War, we're going to see Living Metal on a bunch of vehicles. And if not in Brothers War, then I guarantee you in New Phyrexia. I can see that. All right. I like that prediction. Yeah, that's my real prediction for the set. Cool. So any other any other thoughts on mid-range piles? Mid-range piles... Uh, I think literally you can build them in a ton of different ways and you could have success. I just think that like Rakdos is kind of where a lot of group think and effort has gone to. And I think that when you look at other mid-range piles, you're going to see that most of them are going to be black based anyway. Mm-hmm. Like you think about Abzan, right? Well, it's it's what it's what I ran into when I was building like working on Orzhov mid-range and you guys have seen me talk about uh, and then, like, our sort of friends Discord talk about the various incarnations of decks I've been going through, where it was like, Orzov, I think, is very close to being there. And it's just like, man, but Fable the Mirror Breaker. Like, Fable the Mirror Breaker a- is such a good card that, like, it can cause Red X decks to also do well. Yeah. And it's just like, do I want to play Wedding Announcement? Do I want to find a way to play Fable the Mirror Breaker in this deck. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, you could play a Boros Pile that was just, like, for Fable of the Mirror Breaker for Wedding Invitation, and you'd get there. Sure, I agree. I don't think it would be, like, the most efficient deck, and you'd have to put a lot of time and shop onto the deck list, right? But Mm -hmm. I think that, like, just for Fable of the Mirror Breaker, like, you know, for Fateful Absence or March or something, and then, like, for Wedding Announcement. Like, I mean... The, and then, like, Sarah Paragon, right? Play, like, some Brutal Cathars or some Skyclap apparitions for the Mono Green matchups. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's... The removal and the value engines are there. It's just about, like, putting them together into a stack of cards that can consistently kind of be threatening enough in the early game. And, you know, I hate to say it, right? But Blood Tithe Harvester just provides so much value in a two-drop slot... And I think that, like, that's what every other combination is just missing, is well, they're missing such, that much value as a two-drop. It gives you card advantage later. It gives you card selection, sorry. It gives you card selection. It's it aggressive early, it's and it's removal later. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's removal when you need it, it's aggression when you need it, and it's card selection when you need it, all for two mana. And I think that really keeps it going, right? Mm-hmm. That, thing, that being said, Rafine's Informant is a very good two-drop. Like, there's a lot of good two-drops that kind of do what Blood Tithe Harvester does, but none of them do all three modes, right? And which is also why, yeah, it's it's just, it's really hard to say that, yeah, there are definitely there, there definitely deck, other decks that exist that can fill the role that Rackers Midrange does, but they're not as efficient. Right. 
but I think that your favorite value pile can get there. Yeah. Look at Niv to you just, I like, I, oh yeah, Niv to Light, you look at Enigmatic. Again, decks that really just beat, you can make a mid-range pile that beats Rakdos and Mono Green. The problem is, can you survive like the other decks of the format? Mono White. Mono White, Spirits, Mono Green. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the four is like pretty deep and it has a real interesting like meta that is just kind of below the surface level of we'll just play Rakdos. Right. Uh, I mean, once again, Pioneer is where your dreams can come true because all the decks are bad. Yes. So uh, if you want to play... Uh, Chris is, Chris is going to make you throw you in jail for saying all the decks are bad. Yeah. Um, that's just sort of the meme, right? It's like, yeah. all these decks are so bad. Where's the Ragavan? Yeah, where are my free elemental... Where's my fury and my solitudes? Why don't I have domain on turn two? Your format is so uninteractive. Right. Uh, anyways. But you can save decks for bad. You won with an event. So you can... Yeah. Well, actually, you're only entitled to say Phoenix is a bad deck. I'm... I'm, uh... I'm undefeated. I'm not undefeated. But I am, uh... <laughs> I'm 2-0 oh for uh, events... Converting. For PTQs where I played Phoenix. Yeah, there we go. Get those invites. Play Phoenix. All right. I'll, I'll, also, yeah, let's, one one last question. Kind of draw the dragons upside out a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, this was the the question from last week. I kind of want your opinion. Um, last week's Patreon mailbag, we got asked, um, say, you know, Lord forbid they release a, a Pioneer Horizon set. Mm-hmm. But, Ricky, they came to you and said – you get to design one card in that set. What deck are you targeting and what role does your card play? Hmm. So, for instance, my card was I wanted, like, a Silvergill Adept type card for Spirits. Right. Chris's was, can I just get Swerve? Swerve? Yeah. Chris like would swerve, want Swerve. Swerve or, like, Misdirection? Um... Jeez. So, Modern Horizons-esque card? Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, just, like, red, red, instant, deal five damage to target creature or Planeswalker. Okay. Some Unholy Heat there? I, I, I'd I like an Unholy Heat variant of some form. Make it, like, red, red, so it costs a lot to put it in your deck, right? Mm-hmm. But, like... We're kind of at the point now where, like, five toughness and five loyalty is where things are sitting. And Sorcery Speed Roast sucks. And, like, I'm playing Roast because I have to. Yeah. Like, Strangle is good, right? Yeah. Or, like, make it Sorcery Speed, but let me hit Planeswalkers. Don't, like, limit me to only hitting things on the ground, right? Like, I think it's about time that Red has has a, a little bit better options for removal. Maybe maybe that's too good, right? We've already got lightning like lightning axe or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, but I always want good red cards. Honestly, more than anything, I want remand in the format. Remand, okay. Give the tempo decks a shot. Play remand. Okay. I can go behind remand. Yeah, my, my, if I was, my yeah, reason... if I were to reprint a card, it'd be remand. If I were to design a new card, right? Yeah. It would either be like some sort of uh like some sort of payoff 
to like a strategy, some sort of like aggro payoff for artifacts. Yeah. Like an aggro artifact payoff of some form. Yeah. Can you just print a card that just says ban Karn? Or just like a red, red five damage spell, right? Yeah. To creatures or planeswalkers only. Uh, but if I got to pick a card to bring from modern up in the horizon set, it's remand 100%. Yeah, Reman, like, maybe like a Lightning Helix? Yeah. What? Like a three-mana Lightning Helix instead of a four-mana one? Yeah. Um, my So my reason for, that I, that I explained last week, for Spirits and Wargill Adept is like, look, you kind of play Spectral Sailor because you have to. Um, but, like, I would love just to play two or three of just, yeah, my Coco is kind of bum, but at least I get to draw a card out this, like, 1-1 one, one flyer. Right. Just, like, kind of have, like, a way to kind of convert into late game. Because, it's like, we're talking about the mid-range decks. You, like, I feel like every deck in Pioneer is, like, at least four to, like, maybe eight ways of some form of card advantage in your deck. There's also a card that I'd really like to see. Uh, there's a card. It's from one of the latest Commander sets, right? It's called, like, Tiller Engine. But that card says whenever a land comes into play under your control tapped... You may uh-huh. either untap it or tap a creature and opponent controls. Oh, so it's like amulet, but it can do other well, things. Well, it's a three mana one four. Oh, okay. I kind of like something very similar to that, but specifically for gates. Like whenever a gate comes into play under your control, either untap it or tap one of your opponent's creatures. So we don't like boost up Lotus Field, right? And it like makes the gate deck playable. And I honestly think the gate deck is just super sweet for Pioneer. I... Yeah, and I don't honestly like one giving of these, it one of these a RCQs. way to win because I've been playing a lot of gates in Commander, right? Mm-hmm. Giving it a way to win that isn't just go find Maze's End, which takes forever, right? Like just like yeah, I'm gonna tap down your guy, and now you're not blocking this Gatebreaker Ram, right? Or like yeah, I'm gonna play this like two or three like this two drop, like one two artifact guy, and he's gonna make it so that my gates come into play untapped for the rest of the game if you don't kill him, right? I feel like one of our upcoming RCQs, I should just play Gates. Just play Gates? No, you gotta... Zag, just, re- just really zag on them. Uh, maybe maybe I'll play Gates and just, like, not yeah. win, right? <laughs> just, hey, did you already qualify? Uh, uh yeah, no. <laughs> not bottom me. text. <laughs> All right, well, that will do it for this week. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in once again every week. Uh, real quick, though, like I said, we got Extra Life coming up. Extra Life generally is November 5th for a lot of people, but for us, we'll be streaming on November the 12th. Uh, give us some ideas. So one of the things we're for sure going to do is we'll debut the next episode of Progression Series on that stream, and Ricky and I will kind of live commentate over what's going on, what's happening. Uh, it'll be kind of fun to talk about our box openings as they're, as we get to see each other's box openings for the first time. Um, we'll do, of course, C3W. We'll do the wrestling stream. Uh, I'll probably, I might stream next week or two, do another stream or two of me making characters for the wrestling stream. I've got, I've got a list of some of the new additions we need to cover for the roster. Got a kind of extensive list, but, uh, it should be always a fun stream watching me struggle to figure out who and who isn't viable to add to that. But, uh, per usual, besides a few things like that, we're, we're looking just for more ideas to stream and entertain you while we raise money for good charity. Uh, so, so be sure to weigh in in the discord on twitter with just some ideas of things that we've done in the past or like maybe we do like live flavor text 
quizzes. We'll do, Bro, we'll I'll do, do all that. kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. I think live flavor text quizzes will be fun. We got a lot of stuff. Like, just kind of give us ideas of what you want to see, what us do. Um, we've got plenty of other games we could play and stuff like that. You know the drill. We'll be fun. We'll be streaming for like, you know, 12 ish hours. Uh, we, we, we're too boomer to do the full 24 now. Oh, we'll do it. But we will, we'll, we'll stream a good chunk of the night. Um, I'm saying at least, at least 16 hours. At least 16? Is that including our dinner break? I'm not mukbanging. That's like the one thing I think is like the, the worst ish. No, we, we've always taken off like an hour yeah, or two exactly. dinner. Yeah, But we're going to get yeah. 16 hours of stream time. Oh, okay. All right. I believe it. Okay. We'll, we'll do it. We'll go for it this year. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, good. No, that's it. So uh, we'll we'll announce the start time probably when this episode goes out. We'll figure out a good start time for that. And yeah, just let us let us pitch us ideas, what things we should do, have fun with, and then uh, Ricky, do you want to do you want to talk about some of the the dono goals and things we'll be giving away as part of our raffles? Um, I I know one thing that uh we're gonna give away is uh, it's kind of a little obscure, but they're called the Moonlight Lands. Okay. Uh, I've got a sealed package of them. I'm not going to use them. Uh, they're real cool. They're the uh, Innistrad lands, but with no color on them at all. So you can annoy all of your friends because they're completely illegible as a mountain or an island. Uh, but they're etched foil, and that's really cool. So they're they're a pack of one of each of the yeah, get the land types, right? One of each land type with no yeah. colored border on them. Cool. So uh, of course we'll we'll kind of gate these giveaways these raffles uh as we go up in value of the course other unlocks uh currently on the dock we also have uh in like similarly to the morbius watch along and the cats commentary the morbius watch along machine last weekend which was a lot of fun the cats commentary that will come out before the next extra this extra life we just have to like trap chris uh in order to do it uh, we'll be doing commentary for Speed Racer, the movie, which is a movie I'm very passionate about. Um, and then there's currently the vote on if we cover, do commentary for Scamilton, the Disney Plus Pinocchio, or, Ricky, I don't know if you've heard this, the people that have done Scamilton also did an unauthorized version of The Greatest Showman. Please end me. So... That will be up for vote if we hit that tier. And uh, I'll have links to the Extra Life below and with all the tiers up there. Now, of course, if you donate and know also $5, those will get you thrown into the raffles as well. We're going to start off with a collector pack of a state legal set of the winner's choice. Then, you know, we hit a certain tier. And uh, you know what? It's not a Pioneer card, but I have a copy of Red and Six that might be fun to give away. When did you get a hold of a Red and Six? I opened it at the last Tiny Toilet RCQ. What? That's what you opened? Yeah. That's baller. Yeah. So I have a Red and Six to give away uh, once we maybe raise, uh, let's say, I don't know, like $200-ish. We've got Ricky's really cool basic lands. And then, of course, if we clear $500, we'll add that standard legal draft booster box of the winner's choice to the pile. So I uh, got a couple fun giveaways there. Uh, you know, not some not a Pioneer card, Red and Six, but I think a card a lot of people are always looking for. So, uh, yeah, look forward to all the other things unlocks. Give us some ideas of what you want us to do on camera. And, uh, yeah, Ricky, where can they find you on the socials? Uh, you can find me at also Steve 
on Twitter, and I will sometime be streaming on twitch.tv slash crew3mtg. And, of course, you can find me at Crew3Podcast on Twitter. And then, uh, you know, like I said, I'm hoping to start streaming here and there. Not a consistent schedule anymore um, over on the Crew3 Twitch. But Ricky and I are doing the Prog series again. And episode number six is back up. It's very fun. It's up now. And we have episode seven, like I said, debuting at our extra live stream. And you know what? You'll be able to find Ricky at Atlanta. Unfortunately, it looks like I'm not going to be able to make it. Even as as much as it pains me, as much as I want to go, it looks like I things weren't going to be able to line up for me to go. Um, but if you're still looking to go to Atlanta and you, uh, oh, I don't know, want 20% off any non-BYOC ticket price, go ahead and use Crew MTG at your checkout for 20% off a ticket to go to DreamHack Atlanta. Wow, that's a value deal. That is a value deal. That is hashtag kind of an ad, I guess. We're not being paid to go got- to DreamHack, <laughs> but also we're invited to go as content creators, so hashtag kind of an ad. We didn't get paid, did we? No, we didn't. Okay. I but we are invited paid. to go there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get paid when I win. That's right. That's my boy's going to win. Anyway, we'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.